0: Racers and Rental cars podcast, cars podcast with your host, Top Fuel Cam, you Cameron Foray, and his co-host, Mr. Top Sportsman, hard. Don O'Neill.
1: What's up, Cam? Hello, Dynamite Don. Ooh, I got a new hashtag this week, Dynamite Don. Hey, you got to keep it, got to keep it fresh around here. Yeah, well, I haven't
0: had any Don's rants in a couple weeks that have been
1: recorded, so I got to come up with a new hashtag for you. Well, sometimes you know, it's like I, I, we say it all the time: don't press send, don't press send, don't press in, don't press post. Uh, just don't do it. Don't share. You know, just and I've had a couple that and we've had to kind of had. It, Kind of simmer them over on the corner of the stove and let them cool off for a little while because we don't want to. Uh, we don't want trying to, to
0: keep f- it PG thirteen over here.
1: Well, I, I'm going for but this whole. Just give the people what they want. Look, I keep they want your rant. I want to keep the e off of our podcast on iTunes. Okay, I is want explicit? to keep I want to keep the e off of there. Okay, the last thing I want to do is to be at a racetrack. And somebody's parents come up and say, I had to, I had to stop listening to the podcast because you and Cam are just freaking out of control and I can't have you guys influencing my kids.
0: I'm not going to lie to you.
1: That happened to me.
0: <laughs> See what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No. Um, an unnamed and unnamed, uh, well-known crew chief in the world of NHRA said he loves our podcast, but his nine-year-old daughter listens to it too. And, uh said that uh, she's learning a lot of new words so. like,
1: like B2B social media yeah, marketing like content that's not the word she was le- learning mm,
0: not so much uh-huh. but hey you know what I we appreciate listening and you know since since then this was has since been a couple weeks ago I tried to uh, try to keep my, my shit See? there, we go, there yeah. we go again
1: there we go again sorry Brad <laughs> Well, you know, I I mean, hey, we have our moments. I I mean, we have our moments, so, you know, it goes on. But uh, hopefully you had a, this was your first Mother's Day weekend for your wife. So unlike your birthday weekend in Vegas for her, I hope you didn't screw this up. Mm. Of course not. Of course not. So come, you know. I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say, you know, we're we're, rec- we're recording this, and and I'm gonna, I'm gonna make reference next week to anything that comes up in the Instagram story from Ange, in reference to how bad you did on Mother's mm- Day. Nah, man, me and Jack got this handled. We got it on lock. Got it on lock. All right, first yeah. Mother's Day, so hopefully you don't. Ho- hopefully you, you do. It was well. good. It was good. Okay. 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 All right. Well, and I also know that this week you are uh, living it up, uh, not too far from some place that was near and dear in my heart in my twenties, otherwise known as Virginia Beach, because I spent a lot of time up there uh, in my military young days. So hopefully you're uh, eating some blue crabs and uh, having some good weather there as you're in Virginia this weekend racing.
0: Uh, Yes, sir. Um, it, well, you know, it's really funny. It's like flying from California. You always fly to the same damn places. It's like, man, I, I really, cause I'm really bad about not having like, oh, I'd only fly Delta or I only fly American. Like I just find whatever the hell's cheapest cause I'm a cheapo and that's just the way it works. American way. Yeah. And so I'm racking up some serious mileage going back to the Charlotte airport. I can tell you that or Atlanta. Because you got to fly across country and then you got to divvy it up from there. And it always seems to be seems to be the the mess. But yeah, like a couple of weeks ago in Atlanta, that place is insane. Like if anybody has ever flown out of the Atlanta airport, whew, let me tell you, uh, the security line was ridiculous a few weeks ago. Like literally the TSA pre-check line was like two miles long. Thought we were going to miss our
1: flight. When I was stationed in Atlanta, I used to hate to have to fly out of Atlanta. I used to want to like drive to Chattanooga or yeah. I wanted to drive somewhere else like let's pay the extra 30 bucks or hour or 2 hour drive time so that we could avoid flying out of Atlanta and through Chicago. Two airports that I have no desire to go through. Let's try to figure out a way to fly around them. Uh, that's
0: kind of how LAX is right now because it's under construction and it's a freaking mess. But if you fly at Orange County, it's like two hundred dollars more, and when you're broke like me, it's two hundred dollars
1: is. So you're helping. You're helping with the construction that's going on yeah, at LAX. I'm, I'm then. helping.
0: St- I'm helping stimulate the uh, the economy by buying plane tickets out of LAX. But yeah, but you. Word of the wise, for those of you that fly a lot, there's this new thing out there that I've been, I was researching it in uh, Atlanta, I've been seeing it at the airport, it's called Clear, I don't know if you've heard of it, it's like the, the TSA pre-check of pre-check, so if the pre-check, everybody has pre-check now, so that's out, because the lines are a mile long, they now have this thing called Clear, where it scans your eyeball, it's kind of like the Nexus thing for like when you go to Canada or Mexico and like it's like a front of the line pass but they scan your eyeball and you just go right through. So you don't even have to go through security anymore.
1: So what's the charge for that cuz it's like 75 bucks for TSA PreCheck, yeah, right?
0: For every 5 years. The clear from what I understand is 179 a year. And but then if you get they like say if Angie wanted to do it, it would be like 50 bucks. I don't know. I I definitely need to look into it more because chicago atlanta lax seattle
1: is a bad one
0: um yeah and orlando dude those those airports are mess
1: well look if you'll stay out of orlando you don't need to go see mickey okay just stay the heck out of orlando and you'll be fine
0: i can't promise you that i have a child now and if he wants to go see mickey we're gonna go see mickey Dude, but you got Mickey.
1: You him. got Mickey right down the street from you. You live in California, for the love of God. Why do you got to go all the way to freaking or Orlando to see Mickey? That's true. That's true.
0: He'll probably see Mickey in it in Anaheim.
1: That's once or Mickey, nine times
0: in his life. Mickey version two or something. What the heck? Hey, whatever, man. Hey, whatever the kid wants is what the kid's gonna get. So oh. he can't talk yet. So I got I got a little time.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna start I'm gonna you know Die likes to send you and Ange books and stuff for your kid. I'm gonna get one of these voice recorded books and start sending him subliminal messages. Don't see the mouse. Yeah. There Beware you go. Where the mouse. There you go. The uh,
0: I'll tell you, all he does right now is just scream like a pterodactyl because he's finding his voice and he just the it's and the guy's just on another level. <laughs> it's pretty funny.
1: Uh-huh. Uh huh. it sounds like he's on the first stage of self promotion.
0: He's in more magazines than I am, so yeah, I guess so. He's on step four.
1: He's on step four? Well, wait a minute. You know, you're know, J- you Jack Frost, so I mean, come yeah. on.
0: He's going to be a child actor. He can make all kinds of money, so I can retire and just
1: screw off on a podcast with Don. Dude, if you retire before, like I do, off of your kid, as old as I am, and definitely as old as you are, that I'm going to be hating life. I'm going to be looking for a nursing home hey man i'm just trying to work my way up to management to semi-retirement i keep i keep turning in my application and they just keep saying that there's no positions available yeah, i don't it's understand weird. it's weird hate that oh well all right well let's get on with this week's show i know uh I know, I know, our, our t-shirt sales went up because it was Mother's Day, and so everybody that was out there was looking for that last-minute gift that everybody wanted. <laughs> went over to the racers and rental car store and bought a t-shirt, sent it to their mom or their wife, um, or you know their fur baby girlfriend, baby mama. That you know all the other acronyms that we've got going on in the world. So they took care of that. So thank you very much for all the t-shirt sales. And yes, that was a segue into self-promotion. That is hate mail at racersandrentalcars.com. Uh, I think that we need to continue on with what we've been talking about for the past couple weeks in regards to so self-promotion, social media. Uh, we're in second quarter of 2019, so most people that are in the know or on the grind are working on twenty twenty right now and so they're looking for new opportunities, new sponsors, uh going to trade shows, doing doing the dirty, if you will, trying to uh, get that next opportunity, next door knock, next return email. Did so, you get me one yet? Dude, I'm still working on mine. What I mean, what the, what is this getting to get for you? I mean, we're we're always What's in this for me? Well, you know Everybody's
0: selfish out there, Don, you know that is everybody selfish racers
1: yeah everybody needs that 10 percent.
0: see no here here's the thing most people are just waiting for you to get a sponsor so they can go try to steal it
1: (laughs) hashtag (laughs) that is a true story anytime you make a pr announcement about a sponsor the following week or the following day that marketing department gets 50 new email requests because they can do it better than they're doing it with you
0: yep And cheaper. Because they don't
1: get the money. Always cheaper. They just want they just want the partnership so they can say they've got that company involvement. That's it. You didn't. Sponsor me, bro. Sponsor me. That's a hashtag right there. Sponsor me bro. Are you even sponsored? Yeah. Are you sponsored? I got a logo on my car, dude. I'm in. I have a sponsor. Does that go?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh wrong sponsor.
1: Wrong sponsor. That's the that's the twelve step process for that sponsor. Yeah. That once again is hashtag true story. Okay, so you're old, I'm old. Let's uh, let's call up somebody uh, that's younger than both of us. Uh, I guess call we'll somebody care. who cares. I, I, hell, I don't even have a quarter to do that. But I, I, I mean, mean she can might you, not even
0: care. But you know, we conjured into coming on here. So can you do collect
1: calls? Oh, remember one eight hundred collect?
0: That was cool
1: that that company made a lot of money and then it went down Mm -hmm. yeah i mean they went down in a in a barrel of flames i i just i i don't know i I mean can you make collect calls on skype (laughs) i
0: don't know hashtag asking for sure i have some people that i can ask though
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right well we're gonna keep uh keep pace with the uh female demographic if you will for our past uh past couple weeks podcast shows, and we're going to reach out to uh, Megan Meyer, uh, who is, yes, NGK teammate, and, but she is also an individual that has come up through the ranks and really taking the creator brand self-promotion model, if you will, and brought it to the forefront, created it, made it her own, and she's doing it now for other people, uh, other clients, so we're going to get a little bit of insight from megan and uh, see what's uh going on in her mind in her world of self-promotion in motorsports so call her up let's give her a ring
2: hey guys what's going on
1: happening what you doing there meg i
2: guess this kind of just goes to show um How young I am, but I don't know what a collect call is.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Are you
0: for real? I gotta go.
2: No, I'm for real. Like I grew up using a landline, and then in middle school I got a cell phone, and then that was it. So,
0: see, wait a minute. See, Don gives me all this crap about being a millennial. Like that, this is a whole other level. If you don't know what a collect call is. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, well, wait a minute. I think that means, okay, so based off of that information, I'm thinking that Megan actually falls into Generation Z then. Is that correct? Am I right on that?
2: When is the cutoff? I don't know what the year is.
1: So that would be, let's see, I don't have it in front of me. I'm trying to remember when it is, because Cam, when were, you, when were you born, Cam?
0: 85.
1: So you were born in 85, so you're definitely a millennial. How old are you, Megan?
2: I'll, I'll be 26 Sorry, this I'm year. not
0: supposed to ask women that, but I, I, I know you're young <laughs> enough to wear it. So it's
2: yeah. No, I was say. born in 93.
1: <sighs> <sighs> Got to be Generation Z. Has to be. <laughs> I was, she was born, I was 20 years old and on my way overseas. <laughs> I totally knew what a collect call was.
2: Yeah, well, my boyfriend does. He's a little bit older than me, so he can tell me about it.
0: There you go. Ask him. Ask him tonight when he gets home. Hey, hey, babe, <laughs> what's a collect call?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I've had to ask him like what a pager is before. Oh, <laughs>
0: dude, I loved both. my pager in high school. That was legit. <laughs> I wish I could go back to a pager because then I wouldn't have to call people back that or answer that I didn't want yeah. to talk to you.
1: Wait a minute do you remember Do you remember the whole being able on a pager to like dial numbers that write the words so you oh, can yeah. Yeah, type You could do typing that was like the first version of texting. Yep. Yeah. We're, one
0: four three, bro. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Megan, Megan's going. God, they're old. Yeah, she's like one four three. Uh, let me let me Google that. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. All right. Well, Megan, tell us, uh, first off, thanks for coming on because uh, I'm sure you've had, like, way better offers to be on other podcasts than ours because uh, we're, we're pretty low on the totem pole. Uh, but we appreciate you coming on. Uh, and uh, why don't you give us a little background for our listeners who may or may not know about Megan Meyer? Yeah, well, thank you.
2: Um, and I'm just happy that... You gave me the invitation to come on after you beat me in Charlotte. So, (laughs) no,
1: here it is. She went there, so we'll have to tell that story later on.
2: Yeah, but okay. So, anyways, um, I started out in the junior dragster class, and then uh, with my little sister Rachel, we both moved up to super comp, and then moved up to top alcohol dragster, which is what um, we grew up watching our dad race, and he started racing back in the seventies. Did front engine dragsters and top fuel in the 90s and all that with AHRA and IHRA. And then um, in 2000 was when he switched to NHRA top alcohol. So um, he's been doing it for a long time now. And um, growing up, I always just wanted to do what he did. So um, after I graduated college, we agreed that um, he would give me a car for the first year after I graduated. And then after that, I had to find my own sponsorship and pay my own way to keep racing so um that's what I did with the help from NGK
0: that's pretty awesome yeah for those of you that uh um live under a rock and don't follow (laughs) any sort of top alcohol racing um Megan and her family has probably one of the predominant teams within the NHRA. so um yeah so there's that no they do a really good job and Megan's kicking ass and everyone's name so I she she does so well that I had to get out of the class because I just you know I wasn't gonna be able to <laughs> compete so I said forget it
2: yeah <laughs> hey if only Joey and Sean would kind of uh, get that message then I'd be good <laughs> Dude,
0: oh, oh man uh, yeah uh, I've been on the losing end of that stick about mm, I don't know 20 times
2: yeah
1: well look every, yeah, everybody finds much. their everybody <laughs> finds their honey hole Okay, everybody finds their honey hole. So don't be mad at Sean and the and Demkey and those guys. Don't I mean, they're they're over here going, "Yep. We dominate." And they're like, "Why would we leave? We're, we're winning."
0: You know? I'm just curious. I I hope one day that I'll be able to figure out like you know, like Joey once he won the championship like 37 times, like kind of like a Frank Manzo deal, like is does it come to a point to where you're just like I mean, whatever. Like I guess, I guess go and win. I
2: mean,
1: <laughs> whatever. You <laughs> said whatever. Uh, well, Megan, kind of piggybacking off of what Cam started there, uh, telling everybody about your family. Actually, how many Wallies has your dad put in drivers' hands that don't have the last name Meyer?
2: That don't. Does that include me and yes,
1: Rachel? Yes. that. Well, yeah, your last name's Meyer. So uh, unless <laughs> for now. Ra- yeah, unless Rachel got married last week, her last name's Meyer, too.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know the number off the top of my head, but I would have to say it'd be around 15, maybe 20 for 20. other drivers.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, that totally gets the hashtag dominant. <laughs>
2: yeah so we started um 2002 was the first year that we did our rental um driver program and it was with gary ornsby jr yeah and he did he did one year with us and um i don't think he won any races he might have won one um i don't have to fact check that but um we were running at pika funny story I, I don't remember this at all. But it was 2002. We were running at Spica, qualified number one with a 513, and it was the very first run for any alcohol car to run in the teens. And we ran a 13 and then lost first round.
0: No. <laughs> so What year that. was that? 2002.
2: Yeah, 2002, and then 2003, Alan Bradshaw came on board, and um, we won four races with him and won the world championship that year. Um, We have not won the world championship since then.
1: Ooh, no pressure. So,
2: yeah, we've got the, uh, the Central Region Championship a bunch of times, but just haven't quite made it up to the world championship. Um the highest I've got is third place and same for my dad. The highest he ever made it was third place. So um he won the championship in AHRA but not in NHRA.
1: Mm. Well, you know, it's the 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 world championship only has a check with like you know once yeah if you went if you went a, <laughs> if you went a bunch of races and you're keeping your sponsors happy and you're paying the bills i mean don't get me wrong we all want to win a world championship but in the end of the business plan it's kind of like in nascar that doesn't mean the guys that finished second through 12 don't have great deals and, and great sponsors for or operations for the upcoming year so i, I guess in a way you kind of have to keep those things in perspective and always have that on your top 10 goals for your, your next year
0: Hey, man, it's all relative. Some people are just looking for a round win.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and for our listeners, since this is audio, Cam has his hand in the air, and he's shaking it around. Uh, well, Cam, wait, hold on, Cam, hold on. You, you had round wins this year, albeit in Australia. You had yes. round wins, so don't act like you've been winless. You're just winless in NHRA right now.
0: Yeah, because I had round wins in my bracket car, but that wasn't an HRA, so,
1: yep. That didn't count hey, either. But,
0: but uh we're sneaking up on it. We'll
1: That's right. It. That's right. Hashtag Cam needs a clutch guy. Nah, it's all good. I am the clutch guy. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you know, so moving right along, back to Megan. Um Megan, t- so you've got a background in graphic design. You went to school for it. Um, If anybody's out there, that knows you or follows you on, on social media. We've got, you know, you've got great content. You're creating content. Uh, Tell us, tell us a little bit about how you have dealt with or handled creating your own brand and putting it out there as far as self-promotion.
2: Okay. Um, well, I first went to school for marketing and communications because um, I hadn't done graphic design before that, so I learned everything that I know in school, and um, I dropped marketing and dropped communications to strictly do graphic design, and I actually had to spend an extra semester there just for that, but it's really the faculty there. It was um, a small school. It's Division two school in Southeast Kansas, but their technology department is very high end. And I think the graphics department just got ranked like in the top 12 in the nation or something like that. So cool. um, yeah, so they were very technical focused um, and they started really learning how to work backwards. And um, that's kind of similar to the way how my dad works. So I really, am um, connected with the faculty there and also, there's a drag strip 10 minutes from the school, and um, it's Mocan, which they just had their funny Smoke car of Mocan
0: Raceway. Mm-hmm.
2: So, um, it's really not that nice of a track, but um, some people know about it, so... We grew up um, racing juniors there a little bit, and then that kind of is one of the reasons why we chose to go to that school was just because the track was so close. So anyways, um, so I told the teachers that I raced. They thought it was so cool. Some of them even came out to the track to watch us sometimes, and even, like, the newspaper would come out, do an article about my sister and I and all this stuff. So that was really when I learned about the difference between marketing and branding, And, um, I, before I went to school when I was in high school and all that, pretty much ever since I started racing junior dragsters, my dad had me always handle the press releases, um, emailing sponsors, and even like them whenever I was old enough to start going to the trade shows, going to those with him, because, um, that was really what he was shaping me to be. Whereas my sister wants nothing to do with it, she um, hates doing interviews, she just loves working on the car. And so that's kind of her thing, and then I handle the business part of it. So um, we work together very well like that, um, but we are extremely competitive. So if we both try to do the same thing, it's just a disaster, because we'll, we'd rather just beat each other trying to do that one thing than actually getting it done. Yeah. So <laughs> um,
1: I so, think we're. I think we're gonna have to have Rachel on because I I hear a lot of good backstory uh, digs that will be great social media content.
2: Oh yeah, no, there's a few stories um that we have of us because growing up, my dad was off racing, doing his own thing, so we'd have to figure out our own way to get to the track and find someone to start up the junior dragsters for us, all that. So we have a lot of. <laughs> A, a stories of like stranding each other on the side of the highway or something like that. So anyways.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs>
2: yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, so that was where I fell in love with graphic design, branding, learning all types of that stuff and web design. So I took as many classes as I could while I was there. And um, I knew that I wanted to go to school for the purpose of, Learning something that I could bring back into drag racing because I knew that I was just going to be working for my dad as soon as I got out of college um, and so I wanted to have a skill set that I could bring back um, just so that way um, I didn't have to work on the car because I don't really like doing that which <laughs> well, like I said my sister handles that part of it so
0: hey got to know your limitations yeah everybody says to <laughs> me they're like they say, I tell you, hey, my my job description stops right here at the firewall. <laughs> at the
1: kidding. firewall.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? I don't right? see
0: any pedals back there.
1: Uh, yeah, no pedals back there.
0: Yeah, I don't see a steering wheel back there.
1: Oh my god!
2: Yes, exactly. So, um, so yeah, so that's just kind of the story, um, and then from there, I've just really. Just done the most that I could with it and been working for some other teams, mostly in the alcohol classes, um, helping them do hero cards, websites, social media, um, pretty much anything that I um, do for myself, I offer to do for other people. And um, yeah, it's it's really helped me learn new things, um, getting into augmented reality, stuff like that. So, um, And then the biggest thing that I'm working on right now is to become certified for SEO, which search engine optimization, which I know you guys have talked about that before. So that's my next step um, to uh, growing my resume.
1: <laughs> now, you, you said that right there at the end, any services that you've done for yourself or that you do for your family organization for Randy Meyer Racing that you offer to other racers in the alcohol ranks. So that's gotta be that's gotta be a little bit of a challenge from a business standpoint because uh newsflash, that's your competition. And your competition in the world of motorsports works on money relationships and and marketing partnerships. And now here you are offering those services up. So how do you or why do you think that it's easy for you to be able to bring in your competition and actually offer them services? I mean, that's that's really a a selfless service act that you're that you're doing there.
2: For sure. And the way I see it is it's community, not competition. And I mean, really, the only time they are my competition is when we are on the track next to each other. Um, Other than that, they're my community, they're my family. So um, they have helped our team out time and time again. So it's kind of my way just to pay it back um, to the the sport, to the class, to the other racers that I have been with and that they've watched me grow up pretty much my entire life in the class. So um, like Whenever um, NGK became my title sponsor, um, they it opened up some spots for them to be a, a product sponsor for some other teams. So I helped um, just encourage who I would recommend to be on that brand, and um, we also helped them realize who they were sponsoring that was not... Um, either actually racing, but they were still getting plugs or they just were not doing what they needed to do. So we kind of helped them with their applications and they get I know they get hundreds and thousands of applications for that. So we just kind of did our part to um, help NGK to say, hey, this guy's a little flaky might not want to send in some plugs or there's this team over here who has bought your plugs for years, loves them and it would be an honor for them to be a part of team NGK. So, um, so yeah, so I am working on expanding my uh, freelance company. So it's actually, I have an LLC now and it is called creative visionary. And that's just kind of my brand that uh, my personal brands, Um, because I do work a lot outside of racing just with local businesses and things like that. So, um, I'm growing my brand, like I said, to include SEO, um, possibly bringing on a whole, um, website hosting company to help host websites on my own server instead of using, um, GoDaddy, which I do right now. And, um, and also to expand, that and start offering um, to do customized uh, marketing decks and sponsorship proposals
1: uh, pretty awesome that, go uh oh Cam we might be in trouble
0: yeah <laughs> it's a good thing I'm old and I'm on the downside of my uh, professional career and I'm going to have to start retiring but cause once all these people learn what Megan knows I'm,
1: I'm donezo I think someone just had that, uh, well, here, Megan won't know this, you know, the gong show. I just heard the gong and saw the big old hook get slammed around my neck as she is uh, communicating there about what she's doing internally for her freelance services.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so (laughs) I don't know what the gong is. I I knew it.
0: Yeah, I
1: say she does not know what the Gong Show is. Did, Come on, dude! You know what a caller? Right. Did, didn't didn't yeah. didn't know what a pager was. I know. Okay, so what did you say? So <laughs> so Cam, so you know, let's let's take uh, let's take Megan from the standpoint because Cam's got his own brand, right? Cam's a you know most people don't know Cam was a movie star. You know, he got free popcorn. Go. He got free popcorn and and soda and stuff for for many years out there in the L.A. life. Um, you know, I, I'm just I'm jerking your chain. So Cam and I talk a lot. Here, of, go. <laughs> here we go. Cam and I talk a lot about marketing decks and, and so forth. So let's. In and, and so you're like us because you're not only a driver but you do the boardroom stuff. You do the relationships, you do the B2B, you, you do the things that have to be done for an organization to, to basically be able to function financially and, and operate. So you, you know what that deal is about taking the hat off and putting another hat on and, and so forth. So tell us a little bit about where you think people go wrong, racers go wrong in marketing decks. Ooh,
0: I can't wait.
2: From for my perspective, and I've seen other teams' um, decks, and honestly, I hate how they look. Um, just from a design point, um, they are not very pleasing to look at. Um, if they're made in PowerPoint and they exported it wrong and you have a background graphic, you can't even read the text that's on top of that picture, things like that. So, um, it really, it really bugs me a lot to be seeing bad design out there to represent our sport. And that's really where this idea came from to grow, um, creative visionary into offering, um, services to build um, custom decks. So um, I don't want to write the whole thing for you. I need you to give me your numbers and things like that. I just want to design it for you to make it look good, to match your branding, to match the company's branding that you are trying to um, offer this sponsorship to. So that way you are more likely to get a yes, or at least um, a yes to the next step.
0: Do you do this is kind of a question cuz you're a designer uh, do you feel that uh, sometimes a lot of the design that you're doing has to do now with like websites or like blind links or things like that instead of doing like an actual like printed marketing deck because a lot of people don't use direct mail anymore when it comes to this kind of stuff like you know what i mean like or like do you find yourself doing more pdf or website like Mm-mm. FTP, suck kind of sites, kind of thing.
2: Yeah, um, I just want to say that I have not done a direct mail piece before because of uh, <laughs> everything we learned. She doesn't know what
0: direct mail is. is. <laughs> For those of you that don't know what direct mail is, that's the like the little mailman comes in the little truck, puts uh, like a little letter in there. Usually, like kind of like UPS or FedEx, but just the U.S. mail. Yeah.
2: Yeah, oh. No. so obviously everything <laughs> that I have done is PDF. Um, now, I can print that PDF, put it in a folder, and whenever I go meet um, them in person for a meeting, hand them a physical copy of the same thing or um, or something more specific towards what that meeting is about. So um, if it is just email, the conversation that we're having is over the phone or over email, then yes, just do a digital Copy or PDF. So um, I haven't really done many decks on websites before, just because it's easier access for anyone on the internet to get to, and you don't want someone just to copy your work. So I'm um, really PDF is the way that I go.
0: How do you uh, how do you figure out how to compress your PDFs so they're not? Because I I'll, like erase back sometimes. You know I get. These emails that they're like ninety freaking gigs and it crashes my email.
2: Yes, <laughs> uh, I try to limit it to no more than ten pages, um, and then I use InDesign to create it. Um, do not use Photoshop; that is not for a document; that is for editing pictures.
0: <laughs> I was gonna just ask that question: yeah. Which program do you use? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yes, InDesign, that's exactly what it is for. And then um, using the export settings on InDesign to compress the PDF. And like I said, uh, no more than 10 pages. Really like to have that first initial um, deck that you're sending them. Make it all about the company. Just, I mean, really, you don't even need to talk about yourself in that first deck. You need to talk about,
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait! 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 I need! Okay. I need! I need a hundred and fifty thousand dollars so I can go race. I need! I need! So I, the only way you know that I need this is if I talk about myself.
2: True, <laughs> but. <laughs> But that's where um, the branding comes in, the marketing. Um, How can you – because basically you offering your car or your team racing an NHRA or whatever other motorsport sanctioning it is, you're competing with all the other types of media that they can buy. So it's social media, advertising, television, magazines, newspapers –
1: is where's my move? cartoon bubbles at i got cartoon <laughs> bubbles going above my head there, does anybody for the last 12 weeks listen to anything we say
2: <laughs> yeah so I, I try to make it to where how can you solve their problem that they're having right now or if it's not even a problem just whatever goal they're trying to get to for the year how can you help them um, achieve that goal or solve that problem? So make it all about that. They, I mean, they're selfish. They want to hear about themselves. They want to know that, you know who they are.
1: <laughs> As John both I know we both leaned in. It was, ah. I, I cannot wait until we go live and people actually get to see how we act behind the sound. I cannot wait. I just cannot wait. Because
0: here's what's funny. It's like they – I've legitimately gotten proposals that after I've been able to uncrash my computer, (laughs) they don't even know what race pack is. Or does. Or does. So it's like – but, you know, they can put a sticker on the side of the car, and they're going to make – they're going to – it's so funny because there's like your typical, you know, oh, well, tell them what you're going to do for them. You know, I'm going to represent your company and I'm going to grow your sales and I'm going to increase sales. Okay. How? P- please tell me how you're going to do that. Well, I'm I'm going to I'm going to win races. How? Yeah, how are you going to win the races? <laughs> well, I'm going to use a data logger. Okay. All right. That's a good start. <laughs> tell me more about this data logger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know but they it, it's just you know there's the the clichés that everybody uses right so if if Megan makes makes a deck for me and a deck for Don and then a deck for herself you know it's probably going to be different right because she's talked to each of us and and tailored it to either a the company and b ourselves right so what can I do that Megan can't do and what can Don do that
1: can, can, can do, do. Yeah, yeah it's totally versus
0: that. versus using the same damn paragraph that says oh, i'm gonna your return on investment and i'm gonna increase sales okay well when you increase these sales how are we gonna track them how are we gonna like i don't know
1: nah nah, nah.
2: yes exactly um metrics is the big thing and even like Whenever talking to companies is, okay, so first thing I want to say is that for the people listening, if they want to reach out to a company, they think they would be a really good fit with them, but they don't know the information that they need to, to build a really good deck, don't be afraid to ask for a meeting or get on the phone with them and don't be afraid to learn more and ask them questions about that company. Then once you have that information, build a deck that specifically for that person. Yes, exactly. And I want to say, do not focus on the exposure that you have. Um, I really don't even like to include exposure like at all in one of the first decks. Whenever I'm, uh, reaching out to a company really—it's more about the connection that you have with their brand and their customers, and how can you expand their reach to the people that they are trying to target to. So, yeah, and I totally forgot what I was going to say in the beginning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, what you said is is completely true. Like, you know, they they go with the the cliche thing, and then they they forget about what sponsorship is is all about aside from saying hey I'm sponsored bro uh by x company you know like you're a spokesperson for that company and you you have to I was talking to somebody a couple of weeks ago and um a very well-known top field driver I'm not gonna name names which he wouldn't care if I said the names but they he they said, I said, oh, how long is he gonna keep doing this? And oh, you know, for quite a while. Like, you know, the company loves him, like loves him. And they, and he said, you know, when he goes to his company functions or whatever for being a spokesperson for this company, he said, you know, they, the president of of the company walks in. Oh yeah, and there's thousands of people that the you know corporate company, and oh yeah, you know, clap your hands. And then said driver walks in, it's like the whole place erupts because he's the company. People don't realize that you're the company. You're selling the tires or you're selling the tools or you're selling the spark plugs or whatever. So when I think of NGK spark plugs, I think of Megan and Don because that's, you know, so if I'm a sportsman guy, a door car guy or whatever, I I think of Don's car. I'm a dragster nitro guy. I think of Megan's car, right? So, obviously, I know that NGK has a nitro plug because of Megan. I know that Don has a plug for an LS engine because
1: of Don. <laughs> the correlation factor, there, you have to be able to relate with your customer base, and, and that's, you know, we used to say, we had a saying in the Army all the time in recruiting, people join the Army because of their recruiter. There was something when they taught, had a conversation that they saw in that individual in themselves or that they wanted to be or that the individual just got them and they knew exactly what it was. And, and uh, you know, when it comes to when it comes to the NGK folks, I mean, Megan was, you know, at PRI and everything when we made our announcement. And I, th- I think she heard me say and I say it all the time, you know, NGK makes components for everyday people. I mean everyday people it's not just high performance yeah we have high performance products but it's literally to make your life better for everyone and so if you're if you can't relate to people in that in just that sim- simplistic form of communication then you're never going to be able to help a company improve their Sales, awareness, exposure, branding, uh, you know, customer conversion, customer loyalty, all these phrases in, that describe what companies truly have that are problems that they're talking about in their board meetings and their quarterly earnings calls and so forth that they're trying to overcome. And you you have to think like a company and you know Megan alluded to it she's like you're the solution for their problem well if you don't know what their problem is how the heck are you going to know what the damn solution is
0: yeah how do you have a solution before that they've told you what their problem is or what their market or what they're what they're going for you know, that's what I think like a lot of marketing decks are just a way to get you in the door and then you can specify and, and create a deck or whatever to present them in the boardroom that it's going to like solve their solution or your, your solution to their problem, not just a generic. Oh yeah. You know, Oh, I race car. I'm
1: a race car driver.
0: I race cars.
2: <laughs>
0: I go. Yeah, fast.
2: exactly. And, um, I remember I mentioned metrics, so that's one of the biggest ways to measure how successful your sponsorship is. So, um, and there's been times where reached out to a company and they don't, measure their current marketing or branding social media and then ask them like what metrics they use to measure, or even if it is just website clicks, they have no idea. So that's where that's so easy for you to go in there and say, you know, to figure out metrics that they want to measure. So say it's um, website clicks to a certain product on a page of their website You know, something on social media, whatever. And then for you to offer that service to them to be able to say, we're going to start out, see what your metrics are to start out with, and then see if you can grow it by 10%. And then if that's what they measure as success, then you're golden for the next year with that sponsor.
1: Yeah, the problem that you run into there with that is guess what? There's a lot of boardroom executives that don't want to know that their metrics are horrible for the number of commas and zeros that companies are spending in their marketing and branding campaigns. There's they just they don't want to know cuz they that it turns into the well, this is the way we've always done it.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure.
1: Well, here I want to jump on this one with you Megan. So, you are what I'm going to consider probably one of the top five in the in the ranks, you know, not just saying the professional ranks, but sportsman ranks as well, that bring in different types of products into the world of drag racing. Uh, you know, obviously, you and I have NGK in common, uh, but in the past, I know your team's been. Um, with gunk you guys have had them i'm trying to remember the name of their parent company it's escaping my mind at the moment but i know with liquid wrench what's the name i'm trying to remember uh um, rsc rsc chemicals there we yeah. go uh okay. and so you're you've had uh, is it is it celsius you've had celsius recently um so you're diverse about that so when you're looking at these companies and you're trying to pick are you trying to pick companies or do you focus on companies that you're trying to impact from a female point of view, trying to increase sales or awareness, or are you approaching it as an overall view as an automotive enthusiast or uh, what's your cooler company, outdoor enthusiast? You've got a, what is it, a Grizzly? I'm trying to remember the name of it. Mammoth. Mammoth. See, there you go. Um, I'm sure Grizzly appreciates me saying their name and mammon is going, what the hell? Uh, so, so how, how do you, uh, how do you pick where you're going?
2: Well, um, we do work with an agency. So, um, every deal that we've done through Menards has been done through an agency that we have hired to find us sponsors. And so that is strictly retail So that was, it started out with Gary Poppins Popcorn, which we did a one race deal. It was for Brainerd a couple years ago. And then from there, grew that into Celsius, which was a four race deal. Um, And then grew that into what we have now is with Dots Pretzels, which is for the rest of the season. And that is for Rachel and Julie for their primary sponsor and to be an associate sponsor with me, So to be in the food and beverage industry, that's um, just strictly from Menards. It's a product that Menards does not sell, but they are in other stores, Walmart, Target, Ace Hardware, whatever it is. So Menards wants us, um, so we bring brands to them. So these are all products that I've used and I've loved and I'm passionate about them. And um, so I... We went to Menards, to say, hey, this is what I like. Um, I would be a good spokesperson for this brand. Um, so for example, with Celsius, it's um, it's technically not an energy drink, it's a fitness drink and um, just helps burn calories and gives you energy with caffeine and all that stuff. So it focused on the health um, fitness industry. They are a sponsor of Tough Mudder. So I competed in the Tough Mudder event last year to promote Celsius and they have their own obstacle course there. It was one of the funnest days of my life, and I'm going to do it again this year. Even though um, we are not continuing the sponsorship with Celsius because they got a new president and he he just said no to it. So it's as simple as that. So, um, but anyways, so that's strictly through Menards. So we bring a new product into the stores. Menards sells it, and with Celsius, they sold out of all the products. And we would come and do a display at a store that was close to whatever race that um, we'll be at. So, like, the team is going to Sandusky to do a display on Thursday before they go to Norwalk for the regional. And then we just – it's easy to measure how much product they sold because they hadn't sold it before. And uh, last year, the last display that we had to do for Celsius, they sold out of all the products before we even got there. So, we just had the little samples that we had to give out to people and and unfortunately they couldn't buy any because the store is sold out. So um, that is really the biggest way how we can bring um, products outside of racing industry into our sport um, is through a retail program with Menards. And like I said, we pay an agency to help us do it. They're the ones that have that connection with Menards. So we have to pay them a retainer every month, and then they also get a percentage of whatever sponsorship um money comes in so but that without, is um, without
0: without uh, really you know telling everybody how you do these things because we all try to <laughs> we all try to keep keep it uh, and Megan, thank you for for explaining that because a lot of we Don and I try to explain this, but it's it, coming from us all the time it, you know this is a new example and but it just goes to show you guys like. Literally, like, look how much work she has to put in to get this sponsor, right? And to do, to go race, right? So she goes and does this stuff on Thursday. But at the end of the day, just what Megan said, it doesn't really matter about going down the track. What matters is she sold products for these companies, right? So, I mean, maybe using the race car at the display, like, oh, cool, like, they're involved with racing, blah, blah, blah. That helps sell the product. But at the end of the day, all these you know, Celsius or pretzels or what, whatever it is, they just want to sell product. So if you're going to be the avenue to, to sell those products, you got to get out there and do it. And that and that was a great example of how all this stuff works behind the scenes of what you got to do. And you know, every, everybody talks about oh, I want to be sponsored. I want to be sponsored. And how do you be sponsored? There you go. Do that you know find a distribution you know don don and his team they work with meyer distributing like same same situation right they they bring in companies to distribute to their you know hey we have this company it'd be great fit for you at the end of the day you're measuring those matrix with sales right so at the end of the day they just want to make money how are you gonna make that money
1: racing is immaterial
2: yeah, and that I mean that just goes to show you that you do not have to be a winning team or a championship team to sell products to get a sponsorship. I mean, just go to a local retail store that's close to a track that you race at and offer to sell a product there and they'll get a percent of that sale and then they make money. You make some money and then that product brand, whatever company it comes from, they make money. So um, there is a lot of, Of stuff like what you said that goes on behind the scenes like we said it's us we find a brand that we like we take it to our agency they have to take it to Menards and and then they also have to take it back to that brand company and then introduce themselves to them because they've never heard of us before or our agency and then they have to figure out if they would even say yes to being sold in Menard. so there's a lot that goes on um behind the scenes it takes months to prepare for this stuff but um and then we also do like a lot of social media stuff too so that way i can help get my foot in the door with that brand so um whether it's just posting a picture of the dots pretzel bag in our trailer and tagging them on instastory or um, sending them pictures that we've taken that they could post for content and things like that. So there's a lot of stuff that goes on. And then the end result is, um, you know, and then the last thing we have to do is uh, display with the race car, and then sample products at the store.
0: Yep. 100%. I mean, that, that's, that's a prime example, which I'm, I'm glad that, you know and you know megan does a really good job at a lot of this stuff and you know she's we've done race packs and a lot of work with megan on the team race pack side it's because of things like this uh you know we had her join the team years ago and and it just goes to show you that it's not just a sticker on the side of the car
1: gotta put the work it's in
0: gotta put the work in
1: mm-hmm. okay megan so we want we're winding up here we've taken up uh some time and definitely appreciate you being on. But that being said, we got a couple different things that we do on the show from time to time. Ask you a couple questions. You you know, you kinda gotta be put on the spot, make you feel uncomfortable, uh, you know, back like being in junior high, you know, hallway drama or something. All right. So do you like being considered or labeled the NHRA fastest f- sportsman female.
2: Yes. Okay. I put it on a t-shirt. Okay. yes <laughs> so, that
1: on a t-shirt. So, okay. All right. Well, you know, uh, we have. T- I, I don't
2: have a problem with the, um, I know there's a lot of people that say, you know, just because they're a girl driver, they don't want to be known as just, you know, a winningest female driver, fastest female driver, stuff like that. And I say, no, go with it. I mean, it's it's a title. It's something that you can use to promote yourself with. So why not? Um, it's interesting. Girls like it. Guys really like it. And so, I mean, I don't see why not.
0: So my question with that being the fastest female sports and racer, I know you've been pretty vocal about... Wanting to stay in the the alcohol ranks and stepping up to top fuel, not really being your dream or passion. And is that still kind of, or do you have any sort of desires? I know you probably get this question all the time, but you know some people probably haven't heard you answer it. Which and there's no right or wrong answer. I mean, you can be a successful sports racer and dominate like you guys have. And there's nothing wrong with that, and I think that's freaking badass. Like you don't. Everybody makes their own path. So, I mean, is that still what you're looking?
2: Uh, No, that has not changed. And whenever fans come up and ask me that question, and I tell them no, they get mad and walk away. And I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. It doesn't bug me. Um, it's just not my cup of tea, and. I mean, really, here's the thing. This is our family business. I mean, it's not just, I'm not just driving someone else's car. Like, we own the cars. I mean, I don't. My dad does. But I I work for him. I work for the different businesses that we run. So um, why would I leave that? I mean, why would I just leave our family business when it's just, it's growing so much? They need me here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's, and that's a great answer. I mean, I, I think that, I mean, if you had that opportunity, like, heck yeah, like, seize it. You know, I think that's that's really cool because at the end of the day, there. I mean, as we all know, we all talk about, like, even top fuel, funny car, pro stock, like, even sports and racing, like, a lot of people aren't making money at this. Ninety-eight percent of the people out there aren't making money out of it. And, you know, you guys are been able to be successful to to run it as a business and yeah why why would you why would you not want to continue that like i that would be dumb in my eyes to i mean yeah let's I'm, i can get paid to race over here or i can go pay astronomical amounts of money to go be over here just to say that i drive top fuel mm, i'm gonna go with with uh sticking over yeah. here
2: Yeah, exactly, and the biggest problem that um, I don't want to happen is to go up to Top Fuel and then figure out, I mean, I know it's very political, very cutthroat, very all about money, and um, to go up and do it and not be successful at it, so um, I don't know, I mean, you can take that how you want to take it, but like I said, we have a successful thing going on right now. I am very competitive, so I want to keep winning in a car that I know we can win with. So I want to get that championship. That's my goal.
0: (laughs) That's a pretty awesome goal. If you ask me.
1: All right. So Megan, next question. One person in NHRA that you can send a Christmas card to, and their last name is not Meyer. Who are you sending a Christmas card to? One person.
2: (laughs) It's nice card or
1: mean card? Oh, I said Christmas card. You get to pick however you want to take that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know about you. You seem like a nice person and all, but if you're sitting down and sending uh, mean Christmas cards out just to be uh, to be politically correct, you got way more time on your hands than I got.
2: <laughs> uh, no, I would pick Ron Tobler, who's the crew chief for Ron Cavs. Um I've known Ron literally my whole life he tuned my dad's top fuel car in the 90s he just did it for a very short time because we blew up a lot of parts when he was tuning it so um that didn't work out but he said he remembers told me when I was a baby so um I love Ron I go and hang out with him sometimes at the racetrack whenever they're not busy so that's who I would send a Christmas card to he's been um very helpful for us finding help. Um, my my, uh, I don't know if you call it car chief, assistant crew chief, whatever. He runs my car. He came from their team, so um, that's who I would give a Christmas card to. Now,
1: how about that? Shout out to Ron Tobler. Okay, all right. Well, now now we get to go the other way.
2: One <laughs> one
1: person that you send a mean card to. One person that you just you're not yeah got no use for you here's your car get off my island who's it gonna be
0: get off my grass
1: get off my grass (laughs)
2: um (laughs) i don't know how i should answer this
1: you got that many
2: there's a few in the alcohol classes let
1: let haters um, hate go ahead Trust me, they're probably not listening to our podcast. <laughs> no,
2: I'd rather not say. I don't want to start any drama. There's already drama going on. I don't want to make it worse.
1: Hold, hold on now. Hold on. So I just want you know, let you know that this is kind of a gloves-off type show. Like, So we had Erica on. Uh, a few weeks back and Erica picked her Christmas card and then I asked her who was one person that she was not sending a Christmas card to and she she didn't even take a breath. She said, Chris McGahey. Just like that. I mean, it, I didn't even get to pull my mouth away from the microphone. Now, you're over here and you're trying to take this um, this uh, high road of like, you know, not, not wanting to rock the boat. Now, I I, you know, I would not be doing my job as being head cohort on this podcast by to let you off with the I would rather not say, because, you know, I'm I'm probably gonna go follow up with whoever it is that that you pick and say, all right, well, we gotta have you on the show. I mean, you know, I've had people say NHRA. I mean, you know, come on, Meg, you can't, you can't, you got, you know. Well let, let's go. I'm poking at you here. Come on, teammate. I
0: like, hell uh, I can answer it for
2: her. Yeah. Joey,
0: Joey or Sean?
2: <laughs> 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 yes, let's go with that. Let's go with uh Sean Cowie right now.
1: Sean Cowie chasing, right.
2: chasing me in points right now. I gotta keep my lead. So
1: there so you go. so you think so so you think Mr. Cowie's got a problem with Miss Megan? No, he's
2: just chasing
1: her in points. Oh, God. Listen to you. You A-fuel people. Hey. Hey, what? <laughs> Pays for horses, ain't you glad you Get off my grass. Get off my grass. Oh, uh, well, Megan, hey, by all means, we really do appreciate you taking time out. Uh, coming on the show it's for me personally it's it's great to you know be involved with you and your family and in our ngk events and and so forth and and you're definitely out there you're grinding away in the marketing world you're trying to get it done as uh as cam and i can relate to drastically uh very much so We, we can relate so um if there's uh anybody out there that wants to get in touch with you and it's creative visionaries or visionary. What was it?
2: Yeah. Creative visionary.
1: Okay. Creative visionary. I know you're all over social media, Instagram. I know you're a big Instagram person. Uh, Megan Meyer on on Instagram, they can reach out to you. I'm sure you're looking to grow your business as well as uh, chase these points and uh, trying to chase that championship. I'm sure that would be a a big deal for uh, you to be able to give that to your dad as uh, as it sounds like that's that's something that's eluded the family Meyer name for for many years and kind of looks like the past few years that you guys are definitely on track to uh, knock that one out of the park.
2: Well, thank you. Yes, they can reach out to me. Instagram and Facebook is Megan Meyer My email is hello at Megan uh, My website is Megan Meyer So uh, try to keep it all the same there. So it's not confusing. Uh, we also have the Randy Meyer racing website, which is where we have all the information about our team, our other drivers, um, all the, the wins and history that we have. And we're celebrating our 40th year of drag racing this year. So um, I'm hoping to come out with some really cool videos with my dad sharing stories of his past um, because of that, just whenever he gets time because he has gone almost uh, like eight, nine months for the year because he's gone racing so much. So we'll see
0: gone
1: racing gone racing well now wait a
0: minute well, on instagram you're gone fishing so it's i mean it's kind yeah, of she's, the same
1: thing. she's always fishing or hunting or, or something she's always doing that yeah well i
2: mean it's easy the lake's only 15 minutes from my house so that's
1: nothing yeah cam has the same problem the beach is only a half mile from his house he has the same problem Yeah, and I haven't been there. I couldn't tell you the last time I went to the beach. Uh, Well, wait, before we get the beach comments rolling, Megan, didn't you say earlier you had like an announcement that that we can let cat out of the bag or kind of bounce up and down here a little bit uh, in your camp? Don't you have have an announcement over there for one or two of your drivers in-house?
2: Yes. Well, I touched on it earlier about uh, Menards, but we... Um, have secured a deal with Dots Pretzels for the uh, rest of the season. So like I said, they're going to be a primary sponsor for Rachel and Julie, an associate sponsor for me. We are actually going to be bringing out a new dragster. So um, we're going to do the Norwalk regional race will be the last race with um, the car that Julie has been driving this year and um, we're going to retire that car. My dad originally bu- built that car himself in 2007, and so it's been front half and back half many times since then, but it's just getting old and worn out, So, um, which he, he has built all of his race cars except for the one that I drive right now and this new one that we're bringing out. Both of those were built by Chase Copeland, which um, Chase learned how to do that almost completely from my dad so um, we you know handed off that ranks to chase so now he builds our race cars as well as um, a lot of other top alcohol dragsters and he's getting into the funny car so anyways gonna retire that car we're gonna hang it up on the wall next to the other one that we have that my dad built and um, bring out a new car so the first race with that new car will be Tulsa regional it will also be my next race so i haven't raced since charlotte i pretty much have um, the whole month of may off almost and so rachel and i will be battling it out back and forth again at tulsa Um, and that this race last year was the first time that we raced each other ever in alcohol cars and i won and um, we raced each other again this year already in dallas and i won so she's really uh, trying to get that first one over me so we'll see what happens if this new car is faster
0: oh, that's awesome congratulations on thank you that's awesome
1: well you got anything else cam i think we ought to cut her loose i think uh i think we've uh, bored her enough but if if
0: uh we need any more i guess i could Call her, collect, and see if she'll see
1: if she'll. <laughs> she'll
2: I don't know if I'll <laughs> answer.
1: So you can you can ring her on her pager. Yeah.
2: yeah. I'll page you. No, I I have the Google phone, and it's got a thing where when someone calls me and I don't recognize the number, it does a message and asks them why they're calling me, and then I can see if it's actually someone that I know or not
0: nice
1: i like that (laughs) i just i just use hiya on my iphone and just tells you to like go away if i don't if i don't recognize if i don't recognize the number i just don't answer anymore yeah that's it well you're world famous cam so you know (laughs) cam you got you you need a person just to carry your phone around i wish somebody would that's it well megan thanks a lot for coming on please uh give our well wishes to your dad and family and uh Good luck, and I'm sure I will see you on the road somewhere soon.
2: Yes, thank you, Don and Cam, for having me on. It's been a pleasure.
1: Cool. Thank you. Talk to you soon. See you, Megan. All right, Cam. That was pretty cool to uh, have two weeks in a row of of female individuals in the motorsports world that – are definitely getting it done and going about it in their own own particular way and impacting social media and self promotion all the way across the board. So uh, hopefully that uh, resonated with our listeners as they should be grinding away trying to improve themselves as we are each and every week ourselves.
0: Absolutely, you know it, uh, it's been cool to get more guests on here. I know everybody likes the guests, so we're going to continue to try to do that. Um, if anybody has any requests that uh, you would like to see somebody on or hear somebody on the show uh, you can hit us up at hate mail at racers and and we will see if we can reach out to those individuals and see what we can come up with but uh, as usual thanks voice america for asking us to do it and race pack and streetway marketing and all the other
1: people that uh, allow us to to chase our dreams that sounds like a winner to me cam good luck to you this weekend you'll be out there cracking away and uh i'm sure uh, i'll be catching up with you soon all right later see ya